0: Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your almost daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist. Uh, today's news and updates are the U.S. government sanctions a crypto protocol called Tornado Cash. Why is this such a big deal? It is making waves in the crypto world. And what are the implications? Get ready for a deep dive. But first... Please like, subscribe, follow, and comment. It helps support me and it doesn't cost you anything. I really appreciate it. And it makes sure that other people can check out this uh, this episode because it helps put with the algorithm and pushing stuff to the top. Also, it'd be awesome if you shared this. All right, uh, shared this with somebody else. And don't forget this is not financial advice. Uh, this is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right, cool. So, sometimes I want to share a story with you that excites me, like Reddit going crypto. That is very big news, but I have not been able to share the story because there are so many things happening that I have to pick the most important things. Well, something big happened. The U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets just sanctioned not a person, not a business, not a bank, not a country, but a technology. This had this has had negative ramica- ramifications on the crypto market. Yeah, I know, a great show to start the week. A little bit of case of the Mondays. But don't worry, I have some great news to share with you throughout the rest of the week as long as nothing super big and urgent like this happens. Anyway, so I hope you had a good weekend. Let's dive right in. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. If you're listening on podcast, you can either you use- you can use the links below uh, or you can Just follow along. Okay, there we go. All right. So let's start with the first
1: article here.
0: Sorry, I'm just getting my little setup going here for you with me. Sorry for you listening to the podcast. I know that uh, when I have moments of silence, it's like, what is going on? Is this thing broken? Okay. Author Nicholas D or Day reports for Coindesk. Opinion piece. Issues crypto should watch for in the tornado cash sanctions. OFA, OFAC sanctioning tornado cash presents fascinating new questions about crypto's role in nuclear weapons proliferation. So you can see this article here. Uh, this is a um, pretty big statement and a pretty big deal. And I'm going to tell you why. So first, like, let's just figure out what the heck is Tornado Cash. All right. So this is the actual sanctioning announcement from the U.S. Department of Treasury Here's what they have to say. I'm just going to read these first two paragraphs here. Today, the U.S. Department of Treasury Office of Foreign Assets Control, or OFAC, sanctioned virtual currency mixer Tornado Cash, which has been used to launder more than $7 billion worth of virtual currency since its creation in 2019. This includes over $45 million stolen by the Lazarus Group, a Democratic People's Republic of Korea, or DPRK, state-sponsored hacking group that was sanctioned by the U.S. in 2019 and the largest known virtual currency heist to date. Tornado Cash was subsequently used to launder more than $96 million of malicious cyber actors funds derived from the June 24, 2022 Harmony Bridge heist and at least $7.8 million from the August 2nd NORMAD heist. Today's action is being taken pursuant to Executive Order 13694 as amended and follows OFAC's May 6th, 2022 designation of virtual currency mixer Blender.io. So this has happened before, except for Blender was centralized. Tornado Cash is not. Uh, And I'm going to keep, I'm going to read this last paragraph. Today, Treasury is sanctioning... Tornado Cash, a virtual currency mixer that launders the proceeds of cybercrimes, including those committed against victims in the United States, said Undersecretary of the Treasury for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence Brian E. Nelson. Despite public assurances, otherwise Tornado Cash has repeatedly failed to impose effective controls designed to stop it from laundering funds for malicious cyber actors on a regular basis and without basic measures to address its risks. Treasury will continue to aggressively pursue actions against mixers that launder virtual currency for criminals and those who assist them. So basically what they're saying is that Tornado Cash isn't doing a good enough job making sure that criminals aren't using it um okay so i'm going to jump over to the time magazine article here all right uh it's a time article by andrew chow titled a new u.s crackdown has crypto users worried about their privacy All right, I want to just read this here. Tornado Cash is a service that helps some cryptocurrency owners protect their anonymity by scrambling information trails on the blockchain. On Monday, the Treasury Department prohibited Americans from using the service, arguing that it has played a central role in laundering more than $7 billion. So it's a currency that scrambles information on the blockchain so you can't trace it back to the original owner. Okay, so I'm going to drop down a little bit further in this article and uh i've kind of just picked it out for those of you watching you can see uh, i'm just going to read a couple of pieces here from this segment uh it goes when someone sends cryptocurrency from one account to another a record of the transaction is etched into the blockchain forever so if you've been watching this channel you know that cryptocurrency transactions are on a publicly distributed blockchain And or on a publicly distributed ledger so everyone can see, which means every single transaction you make is inscribed on the blockchain forever. The U.S. Department of Justice, for example, traced blockchain records to shut down a global child abuse website and arrest hundreds of offenders. So you could see the good good thing in being able to trace this stuff. Uh, No, no one knows who owns the wallet unless you you go through a process to make sure that that wallet has been uh, KYC or know your customer or AML anti-money laundering, and which is just basically putting your identification, connecting it to your wallet. So I'm going to right here uh, a little bit further down. There's a debate about how much information the government and other institutions or even the public for that matter should have. And basically, the stuff that I'm reading is saying all your transactions are public, but your identity is not. However, the more transactions, the more data there is to mine. This enables authority to shut down criminals. But when someone uses a mixing service, then that messes with the ability to follow that money trail. With enough information, even without identity included in transactions, the feds can track you. That's why they do not want you to use these mixers. And that is also why the feds want the exchanges to collect your ID. This way, the trail of transactions can eventually be traced to humans. That all said, according to this report, Chainalysis, which is a blockchain data analytics firm, which I've talked about in the past, uh, who works with the feds to catch criminals, says that only 10% of all transactions uh, from these mixers are traced to criminals. So is this really something to worry about? I mean, they're saying that, you know, that original article is that North Korea is using it to fund their 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 weapons program. So it sounds like it might be. And if you remember, and if you've been watching the channel, then you'll remember that I talked about Axie Infinity. The Ronin Bridge got hacked or the Ronin. Yeah, got hacked and they stole six hundred million dollars. And through with Chainalysis's health, the feds discovered that it was Lazarus Group, which we mentioned earlier, which is connected to North Korea, and they are using that money to fund their nuclear weapon program. So don't hate me for this message. I am just sharing the news. I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but this is all important stuff to know. It's important to know both sides of the argument. I'm not just going to sit here and shill like, my opinion, so check this out uh let's see i'm gonna scroll down a little bit i'm gonna read a couple paragraphs here but while tornado cash is used by criminals it is also used widely and legally by all types of users there are all kinds of reasons people want to build anonymity i don't want anyone looking at my credit card statements or venmo think about it if you use venmo do you put exactly why you're using in every transaction or do you just say thanks or whatever i mean i guess it depends on what it is if you want to keep track of it i use if someone loans me money or i lo- loan them money on venmo then we can keep track of it we keep that private i don't want anyone knowing those details tell me what you think about that i think that's a pretty good point all right uh this week tornado cash supporters have argued that the service is simply a neutral tool that could be used for good and bad that it's akin to virtual private networks or VPNs or the Onion Router or Tor. This is a rough equivalent to sanctioning the email protocol in the early days of the internet with the justification that emails often used to facilitate crimes such as phishing attacks. That's a pretty good, interesting point. You're going to sanction anybody who uses email because people use email for sending illegal information or uh, using it to attack people and steal their information i don't know what do you think i would say that that sounds like bs so anyway let's just jump back what sounds like bs is being able to just shut down email because it's used for illegal purposes okay so let's jump over here back to the original article So now that we're back to this original article, let's get some more details, uh, even more details. This is a lot. okay? so I'm just going to scroll down a little bit and. uh, Let's see why it matters. Why does all this stuff matter? Something I've been hearing a lot recently from lawyers and regulatory adjacent folks is that the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control is one of the few federal agencies you absolutely do not want to mess with. Whereas anyone can fight the SEC lawsuit or duke it out in court against the Department of Justice or DOJ, the OFAC can go hard. And I think that's really, really important to know. So, keep moving on. Tornado Cash developer Roman Semenov told Bloomberg News in March that it would be technically impossible to enforce sanctions against decentralized protocols like the privacy mixer he helped build. Earlier this week, the Office of Foreign Asset Control, a sanctions watchdog operating under the ausp- auspices of the U.S. Treasury Department, said, Bet. <laughs> I bet I can. <laughs> The fallout was swift. Circle immediately froze about $70,000 worth of US of its USDC stablecoin on Tornado. So Circle runs uh, and controls USDC, which is the most popular stablecoin with American compliant banks and companies uh, because they are super compliant and as you can see they're being compliant with these sanctions because they immediately froze $70,000 worth of its USD stablecoin on Tornado. Crypto exchange DYDX blocked accounts that may have once interacted with Tornado. So not just Circle, but this exchange DYDX. GitHub suspended not only Tornado's account, but also Seminov's. And now everyone's trying to determine what constitutes an interaction with the sanctioned address. So all these people are getting shut down. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just like used it once and now I'm like banned. You know, because if exchanges are going to say if you've ever used Tornado Cash, then you're banned and then they can freeze your money. That's super scary, even if you weren't using it for something wrong. So the author then goes on to quote DC Crypto Think Tank. Coin Center as saying, in this case, the sanctions laws are being used to create a limitation on spending money, not merely with some person who has been found guilty of a crime or even suspect of terrorism. So let me read that again. In this case, the sanction laws are being used to create a limitation on spending money, not merely with some person who has been found guilty of a crime or even suspect of terrorism. This is a limit on any American who wishes to use her own money and a freely available software tool to b- maintain her own privacy, including for otherwise entirely legal and personal reasons. So the, now we're, we're getting into a big argument about how, about all of this, uh, all of this stuff, um, like. Is this going to end up in court? Is someone going to fight this? Is it going to end up going to the Supreme Court and question the power of the U.S. to sanction, the Department U.S. Department of Treasury to sanction? Is this going to end up in a free speech argument? That's a lot of the stuff that I'm I'm hearing. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Uh, let's, one more thing here. On Friday morning, after the first, first draft of the newsletter was written, but before it was sent out, so this newsletter about about the sanctions so it says dutch officials arrested an unnamed developer of tornado cash on money laundering allegations that is a really interesting decision the fiscal information and investigation service did not detail the specific charges or say if it arrested the person because of the u.s sanctions or on its own initiative so we don't know any information but this could just be hey you built this thing so And people using it for allegations, you built something. It's like saying like Smith & Wesson should be, should experience, should go to someone at Smith & Wesson, the gun maker should go to jail because someone used a gun in a crime. And that's basically what this, this sounds like. However, we don't know if this actual developer was actually involved in money laundering and promoting it and making, you know, promoting the use of it illegal or using it illegally themselves. Okay, so all this stuff said i listened to an amazing interview and if you have an hour i recommend you listen to it the interview was on a crypto banter with Raul paul kevin o'leary and jurian timmer i love kevin o'leary and Rao paul the way they talk they're so blunt and they and they uh i don't know i just like listening to them talk about the industry and they're t- some of my top favorite people so this interview was super awesome and then um, and this is what they have to say about the whole thing. I'm going to play a clip real quick. So if you're listening on podcast, don't worry, you will be able to hear this. And I'm just making sure. Okay, so uh, let me just check on something here real quick. All right, so I'm just making sure that everything I got on here is is ready for this clip to
1: be played oh. interesting
0: i hope you can see it and i hope you can hear it um so here you go here's the episode uh the guy in the left hand corner if you're on watching a video he's the host of crypto banter and uh check this out
1: what one of the developers of tornado cash which is a decent class was actually arrested today in holland the dutch authorities actually arrested him for developing this this thing so this is getting oh, quite okay. like, if, if you can take even to the russian billionaires wealth without any due process in any legal court in anywhere in the world um they don't really care about your tornado cash protocol don't you think at the end of the day that it's, it's okay to arrest that guy why He's he's messing with the primal forces of regulation. And and maybe he feels he's a crypto cowboy, but he's just got a whole bunch of arrows in his back. And if we have to sacrifice him, that's okay. Because we want we we want to have some stability in, in that institutional capital. That's what we've been saying all hour. And I think we're getting to that stage now. Maybe we're in the third, fourth inning towards that. But I'm tired of this crypto cowboy crap. I, I want I want to I want to get involved in a regulated place where we can bring billions of dollars to work. But I don't need to be a crypto cowboy, and I don't want to be one because I work in a regulated world. I'm tired of that narrative. Well, now when you go to Bitcoin 2022 last year, and then certainly 2023, the first day they had to open up the first Wednesday just for institutional interest, even though none of them owned any Bitcoin. They had 1,500 institutions at the keynote there. I mean, it was unbelievable, the interest, but they're not going to touch it while, you know, the crypto cowboys are riding the fence. We've got to get rid of this crap. All right, guys, listen.
0: Okay. So uh, what do you think about that? Um, basically, they're saying that. I mean, you heard the money guy, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful. He manages money, he indexes for sovereign wealth funds. I mean, he manages really big dollars here and helps other people manage their money or whatever. So he is all about like, hey, I'm trying to make money on this. And the only way I'm gonna make money on this is if there's regulation. So I don't care about what you think about your your desire for it to stay the Wild West or 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 does he care about privacy? I don't know. Um, maybe he thinks if you want privacy, you should use cash, you know, maybe because cash is still, still there. It's connected to the U S government or whatever government, but anyway, what do you think about this? Do you think that it's okay to say, Hey, let this guy get arrested. This is one of the things now, no one else is going to want to build a mixing service because they could be arrested for building, building this technology or do you think that this is just all sounds completely ridiculous please let me know leave a comment below and i am going to move on this is really really interesting stuff here that i got keep going so this is all still related to the conversation that we're having Author Jeffrey Gogo reports for bncrypto.com. MakerDAO founder plans to sell 3.5 billion dollars US- of worth of USDC backing for Ethereum risks a die DPEG. So like you're like who's MakerDAO? What is die? So let me just uh explain that to you real quick and I'm going to let MakerDAO explain what they are. It's a 1 minute clip so check it out.
1: So let me turn it up. Oh, I can't. Uh...
2: Services. You name it. But what if we use it to make money universal and open to use for anyone, anytime, anywhere? Meet, die. Better, smarter currency. DAI is just cash. You can spend it, transfer it, or save it. But unlike traditional currencies, it's unbiased. No single institution controls its value. And unlike its fellow digital currencies, it's stable. Don't experience the volatility of other cryptocurrencies. DAI you get the best of both worlds. Anyone can generate die when they put up assets to back it, and you can also earn the die savings rate. The future of a better, smarter currency is now. Start using die today.
0: Okay, so basically, um. It's a decentralized project which requires a community vote for anything to happen with DAI. DAI is the same thing as USDC, except for as in that it's supposed to be equal roughly to $1 and it's not supposed to fluctuate, but it is not completely backed by U.S. dollar-like assets like circles, USDC. USDC is backed by treasury notes, treasury bills, cash... Uh, highly liquid, high grade US dollar investments. This die is backed by other cryptocurrency and USDC. So, just like Tornado Cash, there's no single person who controls it. There is a person who built it, or multiple people who built it. And it sounds like, from our previous story, that could get you arrested. Sounds kind of like Silk Road, maybe not the same, but it sounds familiar. And um, I'm not an expert on the Silk Road story, but that guy got arrested for creating that marketplace. Um, I think he did commit other crimes, but I don't know. Anyway, so I believe I mentioned this earlier, but Circle, the creator and controller of USDC stablecoin, responded to the sanctions by freezing seventy-five thousand dollars in USDC associated with Tornado Cash. So, why are we bring why what does MakerDAO and Dai have to do with this? Well, apparently it's raised huge concerns for privacy and control of individuals. If a centralized stablecoin like USDC can just be deactivated or frozen by the issuer, was it ever really yours in the first place? Like, do you own something that someone can take away with you without your permission? Not saying steal. I'm saying like you have something in your hand and someone can make it vanish. Or you have money in your, you have, imagine having a dollar and then you stick a dollar in a vending machine and it spits it back out and said, This dollar is no good anymore. And they know that because they read the serial number on the dollar. So now you can't use that dollar anywhere. No matter where you go, they have, and they, they just scan your dollar. Well, it's the same thing. So see, This is exactly the fear of a CBDC or a central bank digital currency. You know how people are like, oh, we should have a central bank digital currency because of China. China has one of those for these exact reasons. They want complete, absolute control over their country people and the people who live in their country. And they want complete control surveillance. They're not even they're not even shy about it. Um, but is that really like what everybody else wants? So anyway, there's this whole action at, that this whole thing of these sanctions has caused MakerDAO, who controls DAI, the largest decentralized stablecoin out there. Let me read you this excerpt from this article. And um, it says, the blacklisting of Tornado Cash wallets brought the decentralization of MakerDAO's DAI stablecoin into focus. Criticized as wrapped USDC, observers are concerned about DAI's dependence on USDC, a centralized asset prone to corporate, sorry, prone to government and corporate whims. And it says, and it keeps going on to say, dear MakerDAO community, you should start unwinding your USDC. Where is that right here? Sorry. You should start unwinding your USDC immediately, converting it into stables that are more censorship resistant. So there you go. He's bringing up this person is bringing up the fact that basically this is a form of censorship. If you can control someone's dollars and you can make them worthless just by like a click of a button, essentially, you know, layman's terms, then um, then that's a form of censorship. You have some time to do it, but you need to get started. So the people are, are 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 pushing the community to make a change because they're worried that if USDC makes up this stable coin, then the US government can decide that they don't want anybody to have a stable coin that's not centrally controlled, like USDC, which I think they just might. Like, why would the US government want a US dollar equivalent coin out there that they have no control over? when it comes to money laundering and know your customer and being able to trace it. I don't know why they would. And I don't know if it, I don't know. But I think they're going to come after it personally. What do you think? So leave a comment. below. Let me know if you think that the government will come after these decentralized stablecoins and only allow stablecoins that are connected, that are controlled and can be censored and stopped in the event of a government sanction. Okay, so this I'm gonna keep going on, and if you're watching, you're not gonna see what I'm reading, uh, because I just picked out some pieces from for this uh, for this episode. So I'm gonna go ahead and read into it, read more, preparing for die to potentially depeg. Dai is an overcollateralized stablecoin meaning users looking to hold the token would have to provide assets from a range of cr- cryptocurrencies into the MakerDAO protocol as collateral in order to maintain Dai's peg to the dollar. So basically if you want Dai, if you want some you if you want a some something that's stable that's not going to fluctuate, you have to put up collateral for that Dai. And that's how they are able to maintain their their lack of volatility and it there's a this balancing act which i don't really understand um unlike tethers usdt or circles usdc both controlled from a central point Dai is considered to offer an unprecedented degree of decentralization because of a lack of central authority controlling its issuance so basically what this is saying is that uh Oh, I'm sorry. So basically, what this is saying is that if there is a central authority that controls it, then then you're at risk of of the whole thing kind of coming down. Like, imagine if uh US die gets sanctioned, the DAI stablecoin gets sanctioned, and or the MakerDAO gets sanctioned or whatever, and USDC says, hey. We we have to freeze all of the assets that are in this die, uh, are sorry that are being held by this Maker DAO that that supports the die stablecoin. Well, according to this article, thirty three or so percent of the assets that are backing die are USDC. So what will happen if USDC freezes all thirty three percent of all the collateral that backs die? Well, it's probably going to go. We could see another Luna event. A Terra Luna event where the whole thing just kind of implodes on itself. So people are worried. Hey, this is a problem. But the pro- but the other problem is, which there was some, you know, Vitalik, Vitalik Buterin it said, the creator of Ethereum came out and said that he doesn't like the idea of selling the USDC and replacing it for another cryptocurrency because that just creates more risk. And that is something that has not been done successfully yet is a stable coin that is backed 100% by cryptocurrency with no stable coins or no cash or other types of uh, high liquid, high grade assets backing it. All of these other ones, uh, all these other like decentralized stable coins, and they use some form of stable coin or they use an algorithm or i don't know anyway the point is that if dai takes out or if makerdao takes out the usdc from their treasury and replaces it with another cryptocurrency that could cause the largest stablecoin in the market to depeg and cause a terra luna event but if usdc if but if makerdao gets sanctioned and usdc does the same thing again, and 33% of the collateral in the treasury gets frozen, then that could also cause an implosion. So there you go. If you can now let your brain think about it, let me know what you think. I think this is super, super significant news and information. I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? Do you think that this is not a big deal? Do you think you don't get it? You don't understand why everything I just said, let me know, please leave a comment below. I really do want to hear from you on this, but this raises so many concerns about governance, issuance, privacy, government intervention, etc. And and then you got people like Kevin O'Leary and Ralph Paul, who are macro investors in the traditional markets that moved over into into the financial to crypto market, and they're coming from a heavily regulated traditional finance sector. And coming over here and wanting to make money, and now the real thing getting in way of of anybody making money in crypto is guess what, it is government regulation. You know that's hands down my biggest opinion is that we are looking down the barrel of to regulate or not to regulate, but really it's how to regulate, and it's not going to be whether we should or shouldn't. It's going to be how is this done. So let me know what you think. Leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Have a good day. Paddle on.